This is the Market Unclosed Podcast, presented by BPI Trade, a podcast where we do a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. guys this is your third episode for market on close for 2022 this is for the week ending september 16. we started the week off with not much direction as there were no catalyst on where the market was gonna go it was trading in a range not until on wednesday we had a surprise uptick in u.s inflation by about 10 bips this caused markets to plunge as analysts expect the fed to continue its aggressive stance on interest rates so we'll be discussing this uh, later on so let's get this show started So the PSEI closed the week down by around 57 points to 6,548 spot 77. Week on week down 9 tenths of a percent. Year to date, we're down 8.06%. Market traded at a high of 6,715 this week and a low of 6,539. Foreigners were net buyers for this week at 1.12 billion pesos and increased their participation to 60%. But year-to-date, net foreign selling still stands at 51.27 billion pesos. Daily average turnover for this week was at 7.14 billion, just at the year's average of 7.15 billion. Take note though that we had a FTSE rebalancing today, Friday, which brought value turnover at around 14 billion. So if we exclude that, value turnover for this week averaged at around 4.8 billion, way below the market average for the year. Only one sector ended in the green this week, which is a services sector, up by 1%. Those that were in the red were led by the industrial sector down 3.5% and the mining and oil sector down 2.96%. The local peso closed at another historical low at 57 spot 43. This is down 1% week on week or down 12.6% year to date. So the Philippine index continues to retrace as it closed just above its support at 6,540. This keeps the market at corrective formation and we expect range-bound trading unless we break below 6,500. Volumes will likely remain muted as we expect market catalysts to be next week's interest rate decisions. U.S. inflation rose more than expected in August by 10 bips to 8.3% year-on-year as rising shelter and food costs offset a drop in gas prices. Markets have slumped after the news as it now widely expects the U.S. Federal Reserve to raise rates by 75 bips in its meeting next week. Foreign direct investments into the Philippines fell to their lowest level this year in June. As the Banco Central reported, a net inflow of $471 million, down 51.5% year-on-year. For the first six months of the year, FDI posted a net inflow of $4.6 billion, up 3.1% year-on-year. The Banco Central projects to collect $11 billion in net FDI inflows this year versus $10.5 billion last year. The Philippine Statistics Authority reported that the country import payments amounted to $80.5 billion for the first seven months of the year, 
higher than the 63.9 billion posted in the same period in 2021. Triple-digit growth was recorded for mineral fuels, lubricants, and other related materials which saw a 112% year-on-year increase to $14.3 billion. Data in July 2022 alone showed imports amounted to $12.14 billion, a growth of 21.5% year-on-year. Philippine vehicle sales in August nearly doubled as it surged by 90.5% to 30,185 units, driven by strong demand for commercial vehicles. Month-on-month, -month, total vehicle sales grew by 8.5% in July. Toyota Motor Philippines continues to lead sales for the first eight months with a 51% market share or 108,746 units. Remittances from overseas Filipino workers increased by 2.3% year-on-year to reach $3.4 billion in July, according to the Banco Central de Pilipinas. $2.92 billion was sent through the banking system, with fund transfers from both land-based and sea-based OFWs increasing. OFW money was mostly sent from the United States, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, and Qatar. Finance Secretary Benjamin Diokno said that the weakening Philippine peso against the U.S. dollar has an upside as the national government will be able to reduce its budget deficit by 7.6 billion pesos for every peso worth of depreciation. Fernando Zobel de Ayala has resigned from his various posts within the Ayala Group to allow him to focus on his recovery and health. Zubel de Ayala was the president, CEO, and vice chairman of the board for Ayala Corp, chairman of the board for Ayala Land, director for Bank of the Philippine Islands and Integrated Microelectronics, as well as co-vice chairman for Globe Telecom. Aries Incorporated will enter into a second property for share swap with its sponsor Ayala Land in a transaction valued at 11.2 billion pesos. The transaction is targeted for completion this year and involves six Cebu-based office buildings in exchange for 252.1 million Aries common shares as validated by a third-party fairness opinion. Aries closed the week down by six-tenths of a percent. The SPIA Development Consortium, led by Cavitex Holdings, House of Investments, and Macro Asia Corp, was awarded by the province of Cavite in developing the Sangli Point International Airport and transform it into a fully modernized, world-class, and green airport. The project, valued at $11 billion, is envisioned as a two-runway airport with a capacity for 75 million passengers per year, expandable to four runways to handle up to 130 million passengers per year. International Container Terminal Services, Inc., or ICT, through its subsidiary Abbotsford Holdings, agreed to sell its 65% stake of Davao-based port operator Iho International Port Services for 325 million pesos to its joint venture partner, Iho Resources Corp. ICT disclosed that Abbotsford divested its shares because the expected market didn't materialize. The Keepers Holdings, 
disclosed that they have acquired 50% of Bottegas, Williams, and Humbert, a Spanish company with over 140 years of history producing alcoholic beverages. It is the producer of Alfonso, the number one imported brandy in the Philippines. Keeper closed the week up by 2.42%. Metro Pacific Tollways Corp., the largest toll road developer and operator in the country, disclosed plans to raise as much as $500 million via an initial public offering in late 2023 or 2024. Proceeds from the planned IPO will be used for expansion at home and in other markets in Southeast Asia. MPTC is a subsidiary of listed company Metro Pacific Investments Corp. MRC Ally looks to acquire 5G Security Incorporated, a technology-driven security solutions provider operating all over the Philippines. 5G Security has 248.9 million pesos in total assets to date, and the acquisition will depend on the result of the due diligence. MRC closed the week up by 23%. SM Investments Unit SM Retail has observed the resurgence of shopping in its stores in January to June following the lifting of mobility restrictions. They also noted that demand was also spurred by the resumption of school face-to-face -face classes and the return to the office setup. SM Retail reported an 18% year-on-year increase in its revenues to $163.7 billion in the first half, with bottom line growing by 91% year-on-year to $7 billion due to optimized cost efficiencies. Philippine Stock Exchange President Ramon Monzon says that the local boris is targeting 20 new company listings in 2023. Monzon said that he is looking forward to the potential IPO of major companies, particularly payment platforms like Gcash and Paymaya. For next week's market calendar, focus on September 22, Thursday. Early in the morning, Philippine time, the U.S. Fed interest rate decision will be released with its FOMC economic projections. In the afternoon, the Banco Central Monetary Board will have its meeting and release its interest rate decision. After this week's surprise inflation uptick stateside, the U.S. Fed is highly anticipated to continue its aggressive stance on interest rates. And so that's about it for this week's episode and we do hope you had a fruitful trading week this week and we hope to see you on the next episode. And that wraps up our Market on Close podcast. For more insights and analysis, Log on to your BPI Trade account or open an account today at bpitrade.com.